podcast, Divorcing Reality, where we explore different ways of being and seeing the world. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Divorcing Reality, in which I'm going to focus on the cycle of change. So one of the things that I have been called latterly is a change management coach. So I think it's interesting just to notice where change has turned up in our life and that change is a natural part of life. It's something that we all do, whether it is uh, chosen for us, (laughs) forced upon us, or whether we choose change ourselves. So across time, people have looked at change and noticed a pattern, which has been called the cycle of change. And so I'm just going to talk a bit about the cycle of change, how I've encountered that in my own life and when working with clients. And then I'm going to put a bit of a kibosh on this idea that the inevitable end of the cycle of change is relapse. So as a change management practitioner, somebody who loves change, somebody who embarks on changing things about my own life that I'm not uh, happy with or would would have be different. You know, for me, that's a little bit depressing if what's going to happen at the end of that is that we relapse. So how can we start to look at change in a way that means that it's going to be lasting for us, you know, that it's going to be um, beneficial and that we're going to move on and that we're going to change the things that we want to change and have them be truly different. So perhaps that happens from the inside out. What I mean by from the inside out is that oftentimes people are trying to approach change from a model of doing something different. So like eating differently, exercising differently, or something like that. Or, you know, just trying to do different things in your relationships. And um, very much so as a, as a practitioner, and in my own life, I'm looking at how we can start to look at how we're being in any given moment. Because then I found change happens more quickly and more easily and it's lasting because how could it not be because it's emerging from who you are and how you be emerges and what you do emerges from that being from your way of being so let's go to the cycle of change Maybe you've heard of this, maybe you haven't. I'm just going to run through the the stages just now um, and let you know what, what we're kind of looking at here. So the first stage of the cycle of change is actually pre-contemplation. Pre-contemplation. So even before you're thinking about changing anything at all, you're in the cycle of change. This is recognised, right? That... Even when you don't think that there's a problem or anything needs to change, this is the cycle of change. After pre-contemplation, you might guess, is contemplation. So you're just 
thinking about what might need to change. Perhaps you've noticed something that isn't working out for you. Perhaps you want something to be different or you want a relationship to be different or you want to turn up differently somehow in your life. Beyond contemplation, before we even get to action, there's a stage which encompasses the preparatory work. Now, for many humans, much of the time, these three stages, pre-contemplation, where you don't even think there's a problem, and if you don't think there is a problem, is there a problem? Followed by contemplation, where perhaps some new insight has come to you, some new information somehow, and you start to think that things might need to change somehow. And then preparatory work towards making that change. Perhaps that's learning a new skill or digging deeper. Perhaps it's some kind of healing work or modality that needs to be engaged with. Maybe it's a book or a podcast or a practitioner. Some kind of preparation for making that change. And then comes the stage that we think of immediately, I, th I think, naturally as humans when we think about change and how it works for us, which is the action taking stage where you actually do something to try and effect that change in your life. Beyond action is maintenance. So just maintaining the change. And then the classic change cycle would have us believe that we go then inevitably within the cycle to relapse to relapse and then back into pre-contemplation now the way that i work with people the way that i see things the way that i look at this particular phenomenon of change in people's lives is that once you have pre-contemplated, contemplated, prepared, taken action, done any period of maintenance, there's no way that you could call what happens next a relapse. Specifically not relapse to the exact place that you were in before. Now, there's a spiral within the cycle of change that acknowledges this, that we learn from each relapse. But when you come to this, uh, what's termed a relapse, you know, maybe some reintroduction of old behaviours or uh, ways of being that you thought that you had come beyond. What I'm going to say is you're not the same person that you were. And the situation is not the same situation as it was. This could never be a relapse. There is no such thing as a relapse. You know, the situation has changed. The circumstances have changed. You're a different person and you're in a different situation. 
So I would treat that as, as a whole new thing, really, <laughs> and, uh, and not really use this kind of idea of relapse. And this can be a helpful thing when we're looking to make changes in our lives, because what we really want to stay away from <laughs> is uh, what can trip a lot of people up, which is engaging with hopelessness as in I'm back where I started and nothing has changed or helplessness as in I can't seem to make this change no matter what I try and worthlessness being the third in that group which is like you know I'm, I don't even deserve to be slimmer anyway or you know I don't deserve a loving relationship or some of those things that we can say to ourselves when, despite all of our efforts, we seem to be back where we started. So my main message to you here today is that when you're engaging with the cycle of change in your life, as we so naturally do, I just want you to be aware that any step forwards means that you will never be back where you started. And there's another thing to say, which is um, slightly off on a tangent. And that is, you know, it can seem as if in the cycle of change that action is the most important the most worthwhile you know before you've taken action what are you even really doing but in my life and in in my work with clients and in my work with my own staff I very much noticed this cyclical pattern turning up and it's stages where you're more receptive you're more receptive to new information, to ideas. Uh, you, you know, perhaps you're in this stage, you'll be finding yourself reading a lot, um, looking out for uh, stories, ideas, information that seems relevant to you at the time. And you're very receptive to it and you, and you take it all in. And then there's a stage that can seem really dormant. You know, it doesn't seem as if you're doing anything and you, and you, you aren't, you know, you're in, perhaps you're in contemplation and, and prep of the, of the cycle of change. But all of this new information and these new insights into your stuff, into yourself, takes some time to process. You know, it's as if you're bringing them up through your system and changing things as you go. It's actually a really generative process. But on the outside, it looks as if nothing is happening. And nothing is happening yet. But it becomes kind of inevitable when you're changing like that from the inside, that things will start to change on the outside of you. Partly because, maybe mainly because, 
the way that you're relating to those things is going to change. So sorry for the sirens in the background, if you can hear them. So you can be in this really receptive place for quite a long time, I've found. And then perhaps sinking back once you've read the seven books or listened to all the podcasts and just letting it come through your system in whatever way it will changing your ideas perhaps loosening off your perceptions about things perhaps bringing in new ideas or new options for you perhaps blowing out the water something that you had held up as a truth because it had always come to pass in your life and now you've heard somebody say that a different option is available to you I'll just talk briefly about one of those situations for me, which would be when I listened to, um, well, I worked with a coach engaged in the process of conscious uncoupling, which was made famous by Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. So it's a way of divorcing in which you take radical responsibility for your part in everything that happened and you commit to moving forward and healing up some of the stuff that happened in the relationship and having a life that looks very different than the one that you created before and as I was reading that book and engaging with a coach one of the things that really it seems very simple but that really struck me was that the woman that wrote that I think she's called Karen Woodward something uh, the woman that wrote that book had divorced from her husband and ended up living in a block of flats I think two floors below him and his new wife and together they raised their daughter who was around eight at that time you know so she could move fluidly between the two flats and it just was a lot easier that way now having sort of divorced in the British system and in the British, typically British way, I think, it seems to me, and as a coach for single mums, I've noticed this as a pattern. Um, you know, my idea was that I needed to be as far away as was practically possible from my ex-husband. And that was actually making our lives extremely difficult. So he had moved to his new, um, to his town where his work was and I'd stayed in the geographical area in which we'd been and I don't think that we would have been ready to be that close to each other any sooner actually but across time it just occurred to me that perhaps I was making things harder than they needed to be and that change has happened now and I'm living in the same town as him and um, things are a lot easier. Even just last night, he came and took our daughter for a bike ride. And she stayed at his and then got dropped off this morning before school. Which wouldn't have been possible before when we were an hour apart. So it can be things like this where a change occurs to you in the kind of receptive phase and you begin a, a process of pre-contemplation and then contemplation what that would be like for you 
who would you need to be to have that happen? What would you like to have happen in your life? And just opening up to these new ideas seems to me a really valuable process, even if you never make a change in the end. And then once that processing is complete, or as complete as it needs to be in that moment, there's this process of taking action on that change. You know, perhaps you could call this the more, more kind of masculine energy of action taking, of doing something different to have things be different. And there's, there's just a, a whole load of skills that come into this. It's like a muscle that builds over time when you start to take action. And sometimes the expectation can be that we want things to happen just as as we want you know no mistakes we have very high expectations of ourselves and we think that having done all that contemplation and pre-contemplation and all that preparatory work you know that when we actually take action god it should be good shouldn't it it should work out i mean we've thought about it so much it should work And yet what we actually get punted into in that situation is a feedback loop whereby you're going to start to get information from outside of you about whether what you've done has worked or rather than worked, I should say, created the results that you had hoped for or whether it hasn't. And of course, some resilience comes into the picture here where we then begin to have to make changes within that process to do things slightly differently, to iterate and reiterate until we get the change that we want to see in the outside world because we're working with a chaos system. And we are a chaos system within us too. And... The very idea that things would go just as we'd hoped straight off the bat is kind of laughable when you think of it like that. And so as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a mum, as a woman in a relationship, as a family member now, I'm beginning to see and to really live this idea that, you know, you get kind of infinite chances. (laughs) at all of this stuff, but you're never going to know the outcome until you get to that kind of action-taking stage. And there's something else perhaps to say about contemplation and pre-contemplation, which is that a lot of clients that come to me will talk about this process uh, of, of, of thinking about things kind of infinitely. And they really start to notice that when they do that, they're kind of all up in their head. You know, a lot of them will bring their hands up to their head and they're kind of demonstrating this feeling of having your thoughts just ping pong around your mind as you think and think and think. One of the most amazing things about coaching 
about being able to self-coach to a certain extent and um, about coaching other humans is to start to notice what happens when we give ourselves the ability to use our deeper intelligence before we take action. And that's where a coach can come in really handy to help you with the change cycle which is probably going to happen anywhere but anyway but it can be easier it can be more authentic to you it can be more grounded in what's good for you what feels good to you and it can be a whole lot less kind of all up in your head as you start to engage with some of your deeper intelligence which is waiting for you to engage with it by the way so those are some of my thoughts on the cycle of change and how we turn up for it and it turns up for us so you might want to have a think about some of the places in your life that you're contemplating change some places where perhaps you're taking action right now and you know how it might be useful to start to think about this slightly differently go easy on yourself and notice what feedback you're getting from the changes that you've been making thanks so much for listening thanks so much for listening you can look me up i am on pretty much all the platforms i'm on instagram and facebook as the independent single mum and also rising strong and i have a website www.theindependentsinglemum.com now if having listened to me if having heard some of my ideas about how things work uh some of the ways in which i work um interest you if your interest is piqued then please go ahead and go to my website and look at ways in which you can work with me i will be continuing to offer a variety of um, group coaching uh, different ways of connecting with you and i will also always offer the more uh, transformative deeply powerful modality of one-to-one coaching which is the way that i work with most of my clients right now in order to facilitate the healing that you might want to explore um and so yeah you can also email me at claire at risingstrong.me or claire at theindependentsinglemum.com thanks so much for listening today and i look forward to connecting with you again soon Thank you.